I told you it was going to be a special service. There is the story of the Unitarian Universalist who tells her friend, you should really come to our congregation. Knowing you as I do and knowing what you value, I think that you are truly a Unitarian Universalist at heart. The friend says, well, I don't know. I'm not much of a joiner, to which the UU replies, see, that proves it. It is true that Unitarian Universalists, at least in the past, have had a rather conflicted relationship with membership in a community, probably dating back at least to Ralph Waldo Emerson and his emphasis on individuality and self-reliance. And let's not forget that Emerson himself, a Unitarian minister at one point, resigned in favor of the more solitary pursuits of writing and lecturing. Speaking very generally, of course, many of us carry some hesitancy around joining, especially around joining something called a religious community. It smacks of conformity, possibly compromise, conversion. (laughs) I mean, let's face it. It's far easier to be an individual on your own. Or is it? Though the hesitancy about joining is sometimes explained in these philosophical terms or is made into a joke with Groucho Marx's famous line, I refuse to join any club that would have me as a member. Though we may be eager to justify or casually dismiss this reluctance to join, I have to wonder, for myself at least, if there isn't something else going on. A quick story. I volunteered at a community radio station in Bisbee, Arizona, and hosted a radio show. I had been there a couple months and was talking to the station director after one of my shows. She was sharing a particular challenge the station was facing, and I'm sure that I was offering very helpful and wise advice and saying things like, you know what you could do is, and I noticed her mumbling something under her breath. I ignored this and continued. On the other hand, you could, and she whispered or mumbled once again, and I thought, Maybe I'm coming off as too critical or a know-it-all or not appreciative enough. So I rallied because you are doing a great job. But again, with the word under her breath, finally in exasperation, I said, I'm sorry, what are you saying? We, she said clearly, you keep saying you. You could do this. You might do that. You're doing a great job, but you are now part of us. It's a community radio station. She smiled. You are we. We could do this. We might do that. And we are doing a great job. Now, I was already serving as minister of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation in Sierra Vista. I preached about community most every week, and here I was resisting it. 
Even though I believed in it, even though I was already a member, a participant, I still placed myself on the outside. Why? I think it is easier to hang back and hope that they take care of things. It is easier to offer wise advice from the sidelines. It feels safer to just be me and not risk we. But because I believed in the mission of that community radio station, because I felt its impact on my life and I wanted to see it, excuse me, continue, I needed to join the we that made it happen. Excuse me. It feels safer to just be me and not risk we. Because community can be messy, right? Come on now. (laughs) It can be messy and hard and uncomfortable at times. We can call it beloved community, but that doesn't mean it ain't messy. In fact, it most likely means it is. Love is messy. It feels safer to just be me and not risk we, but it is also less fulfilling, less challenging, less apt to lead me to learning something about myself and how I wish to respond to the world around me. It feels safer to just be me and not risk we, but as the saying goes, a ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are for. That's not what we are built for. The people we welcome today are risking the we. They are challenging that image. You all are challenging that image. All the me's who gather here today are risking the we. Who is the we? Let me be clear. All of us. You are we and we need you. We are you. All who join with us in fulfilling the mission and promise of this congregation, it is no small vision that calls us. It is no small responsibility to carry on this tradition, but the opportunities for transformation are not small either. The opportunities to go deeper in understanding the me in relationship to the we. We are this church. We are its hands, its heart, its voice. Together we share the wealth of this community and sustain it with our gifts. We are all hosts and we are all guests also. And we are house sitters of course, of sorts. We are taking care of things not only for us, but for the people yet to walk into this place, the generations yet to come. People not here yet, but who are nevertheless part of we. And we are all engaged in turning this house into a home. We are bringing great skills and insight and enthusiasm and passion to the work. I see it every day. As I meet and talk with you in large groups and small groups and individual conversations, we are humble in our humanity as we should be, but we also will not trivialize 
our high purpose to turn this house into a home. A home where, in the words of Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, a home where one hands down and another takes up the heritage of mind and heart, laughter and tears, musings and deeds. A home where love, like a carefully loaded ship, there's that ship again, like a carefully loaded ship, love crosses the gulf between the generations. When we carry out the ceremonies of our passage, when we wed, when we die, and when we are blessed with a child, when we depart and when we return, when we plant and when we harvest. Where we build memories in our children, lest they allow treasures to be lost because they have not been given the keys. Because we know that we live not by things, but by the meanings of things. We strive to transmit those passwords from generation to generation. I do sincerely hope that our new members and that you all feel at home in this congregation. And I hope just as sincerely that you all embrace the welcome that is offered, that we sometimes think is reserved only for visitors. We welcome one another because each of us yearns to offer that welcome. We welcome one another because we all yearn to receive that welcome. It feels safer to be me and not risk we, but we would also miss out on this feeling, the opposite of loneliness, this feeling that there are people and abundance of people who are in this together, this feeling of belonging. And what is one of the definitions of belong? To be a member or part of. It feels safer to be me and not risk we, but we would also miss out on belonging. We belong to the love. We belong to the we. We belong because we got past that notion that we are just not joiners. Rather, we join together in the work of deepening connections by nurturing spiritual growth, practicing justice, and inspiring joy, and join in the practice of living out our covenant calling ourselves and one another back to it. We join together to remember our highest aspirations and to bring our gifts of love and service to the altar of humanity. We join together to remember that we are not isolated beings. We are connected in mystery and miracle to the universe, to this community, and to each other. It feels safer to just be me and not risk the we. But alone, our vision is too narrow to see all that must be seen, and our strength is too limited to do all that must be done. Together, our vision widens and our strength is renewed. Welcome, new members. Welcome to all the me's who risk the we. And as we find ourselves together here in this moment, what do you say? How about you all come and go with me?
I invite you to rise as you wish, rise in body or spirit, and join in singing number 1018, Come and Go With Me in our Teal Hymnal, or you may follow the words on the screen, or you may feel free to just make them up. Just sing loud. (laughs) 